I'm going to talk about the negative impact of toxins on hormone balance and production. So let's get into some background information. 15 trillion pounds of chemicals are made or imported in the USA every year. So we're not even talking about the rest of the world, but just here in the USA, 15 trillion pounds of chemicals are made or imported. It's ridiculously high. The FDA has registered 80,000 chemicals in use, and we only have tests to check for 250 of them. So out of the 80,000 chemicals that are in use right now, only 250 have been tested for safety. Just let that sink in for a minute. Every day you're being impacted by these chemicals, whether it's your food, you're breathing it in the air, you're in a city, you're just soaking this stuff in. 400 chemical contaminants have been found in human fat. And there's a lot of fat people out there full of these chemicals. There's no doubt about that. Only 1% of pesticides even make it to the crops to protect from insects. So all these chemicals we're using for food, only 1% of it actually protects any of the crops from insects. America uses 4.5 billion pounds of pesticides yearly. And on a daily basis, we are exposed to toxins via pesticides, car exhaust, carpets, industrial solvents, plasticizers, paint, air fresheners, and household cleaning products. So if you're in the market to buy a new home, or you're going to be renting a new home, get one without any carpets, use natural household cleaning products, avoid air fresheners, look for environmentally friendly paint. I don't even know if that exists. I don't really give a fuck about that kind of stuff, so I've never looked into it. But if I were going to look into it, I would look for the most natural, safe products. Okay, we're born with toxins, and toxins can actually be passed from mother to child. So right from the gate, we're full of toxins. And studies have shown that newborns were exposed to 200 of the 413 toxic chemicals. Air fresheners are full of solvents, which are neurotoxins. So all these air fresheners we use to give the illusion of a fresh smell are actually just putting solvents and neurotoxins right into the air for us to breathe in. Carpets are another potent source of solvents, as is new cabinetry and new paint. So keep that in mind when you're putting your home together, buying a house, or upgrading your house. Most perfumes are high in solvents as well. So we all love a nice-smelling perfume, but it comes with a cost. Drinking water is full of arsenic and other heavy metals, so use a water distiller. That's actually the best. Reverse osmosis is not bad either, but a water distiller gets rid of everything, all the garbage in water. I actually have one at the house, and you should see the residue at the bottom of this thing after it makes water. That's what you're not drinking when you use this. Okay, cadmium is a heavy metal abundant in cigarette smoke and in our food supply. Disrupts the mitochondria, causes cancer and kidney damage and weak bones. Symptoms we often associate with aging are actually from the accumulation of toxins over your lifetime. A lot of times people say, oh, I'm getting older, that's why I feel like crap. No, you're, you're not, you don't feel like crap because you're getting older. You feel like crap because you've been around long enough to accumulate all of these toxins, eat a garbage food for 50, 60 years, you exercise once a month, you watch eight hours of TV every fucking day, and then you wonder why you feel like shit. Oh, it's because I'm getting older. No, that's not the reason why. 
Animal products with high fat content are the most common sources of fat-soluble toxins. So keep that in mind next time you go get a steak. Animal products with high fat content are the most common sources of fat-soluble toxins. So get organic, free-range, or just don't eat meat at all. If you can't get the healthiest sources of meat, then don't eat it at all. You're out of your fucking mind if you think factory farming is somehow healthy for you, that you're going to consume that garbage and come out unscathed. Many feel worse when they diet as the store toxins from fat cells are released into the bloodstream. So this is something to keep in mind. You lose body fat. Body fat keeps toxins away from vital organs. It's one of the protective mechanisms of body fat. So you're eating all this garbage in, and all of the toxins are stored in the fat cells to keep it away from vital organs. So when you start losing body fat, all of these toxins are now released into the bloodstream. So you may feel like crap, somewhat of a detox. I hate to use the word detox because it's overused and overstated. But in this context, it's somewhat applicable. You agree with me, Grover? That's, my, that's not me. That's my dog, Grover, chiming in. All done, Grover? Can I continue here? Okay. Now, fat can be burned for fuel, but fat-soluble toxins can't. You're not going to burn these toxins. You have to clear them out of your system. That's why a lot of people are very unsuccessful losing fat because they have a toxic overload. Get rid of the toxins, and the fat loss will be much easier to attain. Now, fit people can have just as many toxins in their body, bodies as everyone else. Their fat levels have just much higher concentrations. So just because you're thin doesn't mean you're healthy. And you could be someone who looks lean and ripped and so forth, and you still have a toxic burden. Now, in animal studies showed that when they lost weight, there were increased levels of the neurotoxin HCB. I'm not even going to try to pronounce this, but HCB is the acronym for it. In the brain and blood, HCB is associated with headaches, brain fog, and depression in people. So a lot of times we feel off and we think, you know, maybe it's the diet, maybe my hormones are imbalanced, and that's all true. But why is or are your hormones imbalanced? And it could be from too many toxins you're exposed to. Now, dieting without detoxing will make you fatter and more unhealthy as you will have more toxins in the bloodstream. BPA, bisphenol A, this is in common in canned goods, is a highly estrogenic compound used in canned goods and prepackaged goods. Also associated with insulin resistance in animal studies, hasn't been confirmed in human studies, but it's, even if it doesn't cause insulin, insulin resistance, it, just the fact that it's a highly estrogen, estrogenic compound, that alone you should avoid it. So if you're using canned goods, look for BPA-free or avoid canned goods altogether, wherever possible. Now, plastics leached into food, in particular microwaved options, are serious hormone disruptors, especially the plastics that meat is often wrapped in, this really thin saran wrap type that every grocery store uses on meat. That stuff is extremely estrogenic, and it goes right into the meat. So again, if you're going to eat meat, you got to go to the highest quality sources. Otherwise, don't do it at all. And don't kid yourself thinking that you're healthy eating that garbage at places like Vons and Albertsons and just your traditional grocery stores. A high toxic burden places you at a higher risk for diabetes. A diet high in fat and sugar will lead to more stored toxins. 
So you want to reduce toxins and you reduce fat as toxins are stored in fat to keep away from vital organs, as we discussed earlier. As long as you have high levels of toxins, fat loss will evade you. Get rid of the toxins and it will be much easier to get rid of the fat. Just like I always say, hormones have way more impact on how we think and feel than how we think and feel affects hormones. If your hormones are dialed in, you can't help but feel great. But if your hormones are not dialed in, it doesn't matter how many times you meditate or what mental tricks you play with yourself or what self-talk mechanism you use, go walk on fucking hot coals and celebrate like an idiot at the end. None of that stuff is going to optimize your hormones. But if you optimize your hormones, you don't have to do all that dipshittery behavior. You're going to feel great, and you're going to go take charge of your life and do productive actions. Now, if you just try to get rid of the fat to get rid of the toxins, you will fail. As the toxins are reabsorbed by your body, and new levels of fat collect around them to keep away from the organs. So it's this vicious cycle. The more toxins you have, the more fat you will accumulate around the toxins. Toxins enter the body and damage mitochondria. That's the energy source for cells. Mercury, for example, common heavy metal, prevents energy production and can lead to early cell demise. All of the systems in the body, including the brain, muscles, and heart, need ATP, energy source, to function optimally. When mitochondria is creating ATP, you have ample fuel for health and high energy. When mitochondria levels are not optimal, metabolism slows and fatigue and fat gain will follow. Now, if you're overweight and suffer from the following, you have a toxic burden. Allergies, asthma, autoimmune diseases such as rheumatoid arthritis, Hashimoto's disease, sensitivity to chemicals, constant fatigue, catch colds and flus often, diabetes, fibromyalgia, infertility, and Parkinson's symptoms. The tremors, a lot of the Parkin Parkinson's, there's no blood test to determine Parkinson's. It's based on symptomology. So often what happens is you may have the tremors and symptoms of Parkinson's, but you don't have Parkinson's. What you have is a chemical burden. Use chelation therapy, clear out all the toxins, and you may reduce these symptoms, if not eradicate them. All right, let's talk about the leading sources of chlorinated pesticides. Non-organic beef, non-organic dairy, farm-raised fish, non-organic butter. So yes, everybody likes to buy all these animal products at the grocery store because it's all subsidized, so you have the illusion that it's cheap. Fruits and vegetables are not subsidized, so that's why the prices have gone up dramatically 40% in the last 10, 15 years, while the cost of processed foods, including factory farm meat has gone down. Now, why is that? Why is a hamburger at McDonald's cheaper now than when I was a kid 30 years ago? It's not because we're better at, I mean, I guess to some extent, factory farming, as horrible as it is for animals, it's more, it's efficient. So that's one cost reduction. But the main thing is that these are subsidized. Garbage. That's why junk food is so cheap. People go, oh, these ramen noodles and these cookies and cereals and so forth, they're dirt cheap. They're dirt cheap because they're subsidized. All right, let's get into the top 12 fruits and vegetables that are highest in pesticides. And again, these are non-organic options. So if, the, if you choose organic options of any of these I'm about to mention, it's not an issue. Apples, bell peppers, carrots, celery, cherries, grapes, kale lettuce, nectarines, peaches, 
pears, strawberries, those are all very high in pesticides if they're non-organic. If they're organic, no big deal. I eat a lot of those, but I always get organic. Now, the top 12 fruits and vegetables lowest in pesticides. With these, it's not as important to get organic. And for some of them, you really don't have to get organic. Asparagus, avocados. Avocados have a really thick skin, so you really don't have to get organic on that. You can go for a cheaper option. Cabbage, eggplant, kiwis, mangoes, onions, papayas, pineapples, sweet corn, sweet peas, watermelon. So all of those, even if you don't get organic, it's not as big a deal. In my opinion, why bother? Just get organic. Allocate more funds to optimal diet. Get rid of your cable bill. You know, get rid of some non-essentials. But when it comes to food, that's not where you want to try to be a cheap ass. You want to get the highest quality stuff. All right, least toxic plastics. We're all, we use plastics in every product, so plastics are unavoidable. So let's at least choose the least toxic plastics. PET is one. It's used in single bottles and containers and is recyclable. Then there's HDPE. This is used for milk jugs, shampoo bottles, supplements. All of my supplements use this and is also recyclable. Then there's LDPE used for plastic wraps and grocery bags. There's PP used for syrup, yogurt containers, and diapers. Now, the most toxic plastics, these are the ones you really want to avoid. Okay, PVC, this is used at cling wraps for packaged meat. PVC includes phthalates, which disrupt hormone production and balance. So anything wrapped in this, and there can be, it's not just meat that's wrapped in this. Sometimes vegetables are wrapped in this. Sometimes these fake meats are wrapped in this. You want to avoid anything that's wrapped in that because it's very thin and it's pushed right into the product and then it's just constantly sending in these hormone-disrupting chemicals. Okay, styrofoam, which is actually considered a carcinogen. Let's avoid that. Polycarbonate, PC, baby bottles, water cooler jugs, tin cans, composed of BPA, which is connected to obesity and cancer. So look for more environmentally friendly options for any, any of these products you use, and they're definitely available out there. All right, let's get into some action steps to reduce your toxic burden. Eat organic food wherever possible, and local organic is even better. Look, when you eat out, you don't always have the best options, so just do the best you can. But when you're at home and you're making your own meals, that's where you do have plenty of options. So go for the best you can afford. Now, if you eat meat and only eat meat from healthy animals, no exceptions. So if you're out and about and they don't have organic options, you don't have to eat meat. You can eat something else. Eliminate all dairy and eggs that are not organic. Cut out all processed foods as sugar hampers the liver's ability to clear toxins from the blood. It's very important that you have a healthy liver because that's what helps clear out these endocrine-disrupting hormones, or chemicals rather, and it also helps clear out excess estrogens. When your liver has a toxic burden, it's not going to work as efficiently, and you're more prone to estrogen dominance. A lot of men now that are overweight, they carry body fat like overweight women. So clearly, they don't have livers that are clearing out anything, and they have obvious estrogen dominance. When I can look at somebody fully clothed walking down the street and tell that they have estrogen dominance, that's bad. We don't even need to do blood tests. You have so much body fat and soul in your lower body, you've got estrogen dominance. 
Okay, cut out all trans fats. This is a no-brainer. All of us that are healthy, we know that trans fats are not good for us. And focus on healthy sources of fats, such as olive oil, nuts, seeds, avocado, cacao, even coconut oil cooking, no big thing. All right, eat a diet high in micronutrients, vitamins, minerals, essential fatty acids, such as legumes, nuts and seeds, fruits and vegetables, and mushrooms. And avoid food diet that's high in macronutrients, but very low in vitamins, minerals, essential fatty acids. Make sure coffee is organic and made with distilled or reverse osmosis water. Avoid tap water and drinking out of plastic bottles wherever possible, whenever possible. Obviously, we can't do this 100% of the time. And there's people in the world that would drink any water. You know, they don't have the luxury of saying, okay, I don't want to, I don't want the, I'm not going to drink this water out of a plastic bottle because it has chemicals in it. That's the only water you're getting. You have to do what you can. But if you have the option for better options, you should take it. So just because someone else can't afford to do it doesn't mean that you can't if you can. All right. Drink eight eight ounce glasses of distilled or reverse osmosis water and put some lemon or lime in it for added benefit. Make sure to get enough protein to help the liver handle the chemical overload. Low protein diets make the liver less able to break down toxic chemicals. So one gram per kilo is a good baseline, and then you go higher if you're trying to build size and strength. Do a blood test to determine vitamin and mineral levels at the cellular level. SpectraCell is a good option here in the USA. Just Google SpectraCell and look for an option locally. If you're deficient in vitamins and minerals, you're not going to clear out toxins as efficiently. So the SpectraCell is a good one. That's it's really interesting to have it done because it just shows you your levels of vitamins, minerals, amino acids. It's very comprehensive. Use natural cleaning products only, including laundry detergent, deodorants as well. So only use natural chemical-free cosmetics. Don't use air fresheners. Avoid the most toxic plastics. Going to a sauna once a week is a good idea. I'm actually going to buy a sauna to put in my house so I can use it even more often. I like to go to some of the spas in Vegas, but a lot of the spas are nasty. You got big, fat, hairy, naked guys walking around who I don't, I don't know why they feel comfortable walking around naked or why they would want to walk around naked or why they would think anyone would want to see them naked. But for some reason, those kind of people flock to the spas and that ruins my zen because I don't need to see that shit when I'm trying to relax. So I'm just going to buy a sauna for the house so no one else can use it. How about that? Get a massage two times a month or once a week's even better. I started doing that a couple years ago, and that makes a huge difference with workout recovery in particular. But massage also helps release a lot of the toxins, assuming you have a good massage therapist. If you have some crappy one, it's not going to do any benefit. If you own your home, rip out all the carpets and replace with hardwood or bamboo floors. Load up on organic berries to increase antioxidant and polyphenol intake to help the immune system battle toxins. Drink three cups of green tea and consume three to five servings of broccoli or cauliflower every week to help the liver detox. Start each day with a glass of lime juice. This is something I picked up from Charles Poliquin. So eight ounces of distilled water, squeeze a lemon or lime in there. One-fourth teaspoon of Himalayan sea salt, and it's a potent liver cleanse. It's a potent cleanse in general. You better make sure there's a bathroom close by within minutes of consuming this. Okay, milk thistle is a pretty good option. 200 milligrams per day supports liver health. It's even been shown to regenerate the liver with alcoholics. It's pretty potent stuff. Prunella vulgaris 
it's an herb that's in my estrogen control supplement, EC, is also a potent liver health herb. There's some controversy with milk thistle may block androgen receptor uptake, although that hasn't been confirmed definitively. But there's some speculation it may have that issue, in which case something like prunella, which gets the job done as well and doesn't have that issue and also blocks conversion of testosterone to estrogen, in my opinion, is a better option. Okay, clear out harmful estrogens, the 4-and-16-hydroxyestrone, by loading up on cruciferous vegetables, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts. I hate Brussels sprouts, but cauliflower and broccoli I can get into. Kelp, also, because it's high in iodine, also has estrogen-lowering effects. So kelp is really good stuff, and it's great for the— it actually helps convert bad estrogens into good estrogens, or helps clear out bad estrogens to improve the ratio of good to bad— and it's really good for the thyroid as well. If you have Hashimoto's, you got to be careful. Hashimoto's is an autoimmune disease where your, your immune system is attacking healthy tissue, in this case, your thyroid. So by taking iodine, you're just going to speed up or ramp up that process. So that's something you have to work with a professional to determine what's the best protocol for you. All right, here's a funny one. Consumption of soy, tofu tempeh natto, natto being the best option, also improves levels of good to bad estrogen. So soy is always shown as the culprit of it's going to increase estrogen dominance. You're going to get bitch tits. Your dick's going to shrink. You're going to turn into a woman. You know, we hear all kinds of stuff. And the reality is that the phytoestrogens in soy are one ten thousand the power of the real thing. So I'd be more concerned about the estrogens in the meat you're consuming than a phytoestrogen, which is nowhere near as important. Phytoestrogens actually dock at the estrogen receptor point and prevent stronger estrogen, estrogen uptake. Now, milled flax seeds, two tablespoons per day, also improve levels of the estrogen metabolite 2-hydroxyestrone. This is the healthier metabolite. It's also really good for reducing excess cholesterol levels. Now, N-acetylcysteine, this is a supplement, has been shown to increase the excretion of mercury from the body. 600 milligrams per day is very effective. Glutathione is also a good option. A lot of people take N-acetylcysteine because it converts or it increases glutathione levels, but you can also take glutathione in a liposomal form for optimal absorption. Now, take probiotics to keep healthy bacteria levels high and in turn improve immune function. I use Nature's Way 100 billion potency, and I take one to two tablets per day. If I feel a cold coming on or I feel I'm getting run down, I go even higher than that. Probiotics, glutamine, digestive enzymes, hydrochloric acid. If you have any kind of gut issues, these are things you want to look into because they work wonders. People that are bloated at every meal, that's a fucking problem. That's not something that you should just deal with. You have excess gas at every meal, that's not normal. So take, improve your digestion, slow down when you eat, stop eating so fast, slow down, take your time. That alone is going to improve your digestion. Any protein meal, take hydrochloric acid, 250 milligrams, 500 milligrams. You start with a low dose, work your way up. Probiotics, glutamine, five grams, two to four times per day in between meals, empty stomach. That's going to rejuvenate the gut. Load up on essential fatty acids to help lower inflammation. Flax seeds, chia seeds, hemp seeds are all good options. All right, now you can also take chelation supplements to clear out heavy metals. So life-enhancement.com has a really good one. I believe it's called EDTA 
Calator Complex. I'm not even sure if that's how you pronounce it. But anyway, just put in EDTA when you go over there. I learned about this from my friend, Dr. Julio Garcia. That's a really good one. So anyone, this is probably something that everyone should take, whether you think you have a chemical burden or not. I mean, if you live long enough, you're going you're gonna to have a chemical burden. If necessary, you can take chelation drugs such as DMSA and DMPS, which are prescribed by physicians. So this is not something you could buy at the store. Okay, for more recommended, for more information, here's some recommended reading. Check out from Clean, Green, and Lean, Dr. Walter, Walter Crinian, and Tox-Sick, From Toxic to Not, to Not Sick by Suzanne Summers. This is where she interviews a lot of doctors on this very topic. She actually puts out really good information on hormone optimization. I don't agree with everything she has to say, but she profiles a lot of doctors and does a good job of making it as accessible to the average person. All right. I've done enough talking here. I've got stuff to do. So let me figure out how to turn this off.